It's so rewarding to be able to go on vacation knowing the language of the place you're visiting. Where are you going next? If you happen to be going to South America, Central America, Europe, Asia, wouldn't it be even better to not just go, but to know the cultures, the customs, some of the neat things, the inner workings of the country you're going. And maybe, just maybe, learning the language, quite a bit of it before you go. Now, this is nearly impossible if you decide on the spur of the moment to go to a place and just visit, you know, two weeks from now. I'm going so, you know, going to Mexico or going to Paris, France. But if you've done your planning and you've made sure you got a great deal, you've planned six months out or a year out, it not only gives you time to do some really good research on the place you're going, how you'll be able to integrate with the people for three days, 10 days, or however long you're staying, but you'll be able to actually communicate with them in their language, which is pretty, it's almost like a sacred experience to be able to get to know people so well that you're communicating on their level. So in today's lesson, today's podcast, I want to go over learning the language before you go. So let's say you're going to Italy. Sure, there's going to be some people there, maybe many that will understand you if you speak English. You might even be able to get around and understand a lot of the signs. I've done that. I thought it was interesting that my daughter, when we went to Italy, she had studied a little bit of Italian. She wasn't fluent, but she knew some things that helped us get along a little bit better. The number one app that I could suggest, if you're going to use an app, and I think it's awesome to be able to do that because you pretty much always have your app with you as long as you have your phone with you, your smartphone. Use Duo. Duolingo is the, for years and years on Apple, it's been one of the top podcasts, or, well, a great podcast, but it's also been one of the number, I think it's number one language app. Free, there's a free version, there's a, I guess they have a freemium model because they have a free version and a premium version. I've used both. Uh, if you get frustrated with not having multiple opportunities to learn as you're first getting started with language, it might make sense to pay the 12 to 15 bucks a month for the premium version. But the free version I used for years as well. And the Duo Ling, Duolingo app is amazing because it does a, a number of things. It's basically a smart cut to uh, quote a, a book that came out a few years ago. It saves you a grundle of time. It's really well, it's cheap or free if you decide to do that route, or you can pay a few bucks. I would suggest doing things like this. If you want to maximize your ability to learn a language before you go on, vac on a vacation or a trip, study daily. Not for an hour or two or three hours a day. It's like when I was learning something really important several years ago. I thought it was great to study two or three hours one day a week. And what I discovered much later is that it was more important to study even just a few minutes a day, then several hours once a week. Same thing with Duolingo. Study daily and set goals. You know, and set goals that are meaningful to you. Some people set goals that are so aggressive, they're not able to reach them effectively. And that's fine. Keep some, keep some people humble. Others set goals that are easy to attain. Great. They got their goals. They got that hit of dopamine, if you will. And others set goals that are somewhere in between. That's fine. But just make sure you've set goals. Daily, you're practicing your language. And if you're doing Duolingo, there's these leagues that you can basically advance. You can go through the Ruby and I believe the Ruby League and the Emerald and different leagues until you get to the Diamond League. You'll want to stay in the Diamond League once you get there, but you want to advance weekly if you can, which means you're competing with other people. But most importantly, hopefully 
It's encouraging you to get a few hundred points, several hundred points. And while you're doing that, you're learning from stories. You're learning from practice sessions, from tests. You're quizzing yourself. Well, you'll probably invariably get to the point where you're doing really well in the language. At least you feel like you've almost mastered it from the Duolingo perspective. Great. Instead of quitting and getting bored and moving on, keep up. Keep practicing your test, especially it'll show you certain areas where it thinks you might be a little weak in. Duolingo started a new feature where it tells you, hey, here's the 5, 10, 15 mistakes you've made over the last few weeks. Practice these and get better. Well, as you do that, you'll find out that you don't make nearly as many mistakes when you get to that country. And then if you do get bored with a language, no problem. Add a new one. Wouldn't it be fun if you've mastered three or four languages? What if you could go to Italy? to France, to Germany, Switzerland? What if you mastered several different languages? And when you travel to these countries, the locals give you tips and tricks about wonderful places to eat that are hidden gems, ones that are maybe a little bit more off the beaten path, a little more affordable. Maybe they take you into their home and feed you. Several times in countries where I've known people and known the language and love the customs, I've been given many free things because the people feel very thankful that I took time to get to know them on a deeper level, more so than just a tourist, more of like a native, if you will. One of the cool things that I've done, and you might do this with another book, one of the most important books in my life that I've read many, many times is called the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ. And I've read that in the language that I've wanted to learn. The first time I did that, I think was a, as a teenager, I tried to learn Spanish by reading that book. And I didn't do a very good job of being faithful in reading that in Spanish. But a few years later, when I was about 19 years old, I had an opportunity to learn Finnish. And I could not learn it for the life of me. But learning how to, being reminded of how to learn through memorization, and then being reminded of the importance of studying a book and the language that you're trying to learn, I did both. And as I studied this book, all of a sudden this language Finnish started to open up and one of the most difficult languages on the planet became easier for me. Not easy, but easier. And so years later, as I've tried to study Spanish and French, I've also studied the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. And I've studied Duolingo. Those hand in hand have helped me quite a bit over the years to learn languages more effectively. The great news about both of these are they're free and you can practice them daily. If you do that, your next trip might be a little bit more amazing. A lot more connected. You know how you can go on a trip, come back, and feel like you didn't connect with anyone? And then there's those trips, like we had one several years ago, and I believe we were in Mexico with a few different family members, and we ran into some people we'd never met before from Brazil. And we fell in love with them, they fell in love with us, and all of us uh, shared contact information and we just felt like we connected. Yes, it was wonderful. We went snorkeling and we went on ATVs and we did all kinds of things, caves exploring on that trip. But one of the highlights was connecting with people. And I guess that's what I'll tell you about today's episode is that if you have the opportunity to learn a language, you'll connect with others more effectively on your next trip. And it might take a pretty good trip to memorable, legendary, and a yearning to go back for more. Bon voyage.